0: Last Friday, I did a post all about lasagna. In that post, I briefly talked about bechamel and how to make it. Today, I wanna to look more deeply into bechamel. I'm gonna give a more in-depth recipe and process and talk about some of the derivative sauces you can make with a few simple additions to the recipe. Let's jump in. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and today, we are talking all about bechamel. So, what is bechamel? Well, bechamel is a white sauce made with milk, sometimes cream, thickened with a roux. In French, cooking is one of the five classic mother sauces. A mother sauce is a base out of which many other sauces can be made. Now, we will talk about some of those sauces that can be made uh, with bechamel shortly. Now, don't let that fancy name fool you. It's not nearly as intimidating as it seems. As I said in the lasagna post, it is more than likely that you've made bechamel before and didn't know it. So how do you make bechamel? Well, the ingredients are pretty simple. It's two tablespoons olive oil, half an onion that's diced, a quarter cup of butter, a quarter cup of flour, five cups of whole milk, a quarter teaspoon fresh ground nutmeg, salt and pepper as needed. So you heat the olive oil in a heavy bottom pan over medium heat, and you add the onions and saute until they're soft. And you add the butter and melt it. Then you add the flour and whisk that in. Once that's fully incorporated, cook the flour and the butter mixture for about three minutes and then add your milk. Heat that up slowly, um, whisking so that the roux doesn't burn to the bottom, and then simmer it for about 15 to 20 minutes. Season it with salt, pepper, and nutmeg. Strain it through a fine sieve. Put a, a layer of plastic wrap right on the surface. It has to be right down on the surface of the bechamel so a film doesn't form. And that's it. And I mean you can store that in your fridge for four or five days or you could use it right away. And if you want to take a look at that recipe, just go to howto.not.burnshit.com, and it's right there. And some notes about making bechamel. First things first, let's talk about pepper. A lot of people like to use white pepper in their bechamel um, so they don't get the black specks that you get with black pepper. I happen to hate white pepper, I find it smells and tastes like a horse barn. I also don't mind the black specks in my white sauce. I'll leave it up to you whether you use white or black pepper. It is very easy for the roux to stick to the bottom of the pan and burn as the bechamel is simmering, but there are a few ways to prevent this. Number one, use a heavy bottom pot. It's really, really important that you don't use like a thin aluminum pot or something. You want something with a nice thick bottom. Uh, Number two is to stir the sauce regularly, making sure to scrape the bottom of the pot Now, if you do scrape the bottom of the pot and you notice brown or black bits floating in your bechamel, strain it right away and put it in a new pot. But taste it before you continue cooking because it might already taste burnt, and in that case, you have to start over. The third and probably safest option is to make the roux separately and add it after the milk has already been heated. In this case, you would simply cook the butter and flour together in a separate pot. The milk would be added to the softened onions and heated at this point the roux would be whisked into the milk you still have to be vigilant in making sure the roux doesn't stick to the bottom of the pot but this way is safer if burning the roux is your big concern and derivative sauces so from the basic béchamel recipe that i just mentioned many other sauces can be made below i'm going to name the sauce and list what ingredients need to be added to make it all the All the things I'm about to mention are based on the recipe that I talked about earlier. I should say that the sauces I'm about to list are very old school. Like, very old school. You will likely only ever use one, maybe two of them. So, bohemian. So, this is a simple addition of a teaspoon or two of tarragon, fresh tarragon, to the bechamel makes it a bohemian sauce. This is a sauce that is traditionally served with cold fish or poached salmon. I also should say that I'm not just saying Bohemian weird; it's spelled Bohemian. So, just in case anybody out there's like, "Why is he saying Bohemian weird?" I'm not. It's just how the sauce is called, or what the sauce is called. So, again, that was just a tablespoon or or a teaspoon or two of fresh tarragon to the bechamel, and then served cold with cold fish or poached salmon. Cardinal. So, this sauce is a bit like uh, it, it's a bit grandiose uh, the additions of truffles and lobster make it a cardinal sauce so how much lobster and truffle do you want to add or do you add well, until you can't add any anymore this sauce is about decadence not moderation um, and really I mean lobster's not going to add that much flavor it's just really that like uh, the texture the, I guess a little buttery flavor and stuff and then the truffle is really going to bolster that flavor. Um, this sauce would typically be served over fish, lobster, or truffles. Um, that's right, lobster and truffles on lobster and truffles. Like I said, that is a really decadent sauce that I can't imagine anybody who's, a, who's listening to this would ever make. I've never made it, uh, probably never will. Uh, this sauce, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this name. I think it's uh, Ecosace, but I don't think so. It's spelled E-C-O-S-S-A-I-S-E. Um, Anyway, three or four eggs, whole eggs, are whisked into the bechamel sauce, and it makes this. um, And unsurprisingly, just like with the lobster and truffles on lobster and truffles, this eggy sauce um, is traditionally served over eggs. Mornay sauce. This is probably one of uh, only two of these derivative sauces you'll ever make. Uh, This is one cup of grated Gruyere, a quarter cup grated Parm whisked into bechamel. Um, and at the last minute, before serving, one to two tablespoons of butter is whisked in as well. So traditionally, uh, this sauce is served with fish, but it is also the base for mac and cheese. And you probably add, or you can obviously add whatever cheeses you'd like. Um, and then Alfredo sauce is also a derivative of bechamel. So two to three cu- cloves of garlic, chopped up, and sautéed with the onion, and then a quarter cup of wine reduced before the milk is added and then one cup of parmesan whisked at the end. You likely already know what to do with that. And just for the podcast, here's a bonus sauce that I just remembered. Um doesn't really have a name, but when I was a kid, my mom would make this sauce for salmon, where she would take a bechamel, and she would take um, some uh, hard-boiled eggs, chop them up, add them to the bechamel with some fresh dill, and then spoon that over salmon. And I think there was like a little squeeze of lemon in it, too. And that was, like, one of my favorite things to have on salmon. I might still do it every once in a while, but it's very, very 70s. But I recommend trying it. It's a good way to practice making your bechamel. So I would say, like, to the recipe above, which is going to make quite a bit of bechamel, it's going to make, like, a liter and a half. Um, but to that, you would add probably five boiled eggs chopped up and probably, you know, a tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon and a half of uh, dried or fresh dill. So Conclusion. Bechamel is not only the base that makes up some weird classic sauces that you forgot about as soon as I mentioned them. It is also the base of soups and chowders, makes a great center for lasagna, as I mentioned in the lasagna post, or topping for a moussaka, which is the traditional topping for a moussaka. Uh, The recipe may seem very basic, but there are things that go wrong, so practice making this sauce. Master it, and you are on your way to mastering classic cooking. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. Today, we have talk, been talking all about how to make bechamel and its derivative sauces. I hope that you learned something here today, um, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. As always, I'll be back tomorrow, which is Thursday, and tomorrow we are doing a brief history of smoked salmon, um, which I'm excited for. Smoked salmon is obviously very, very delicious. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um uh you can follow me on I don't know if I already said this, but going to say it again. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like, subscribe, rate, comment, and share this podcast. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.